0: WBSM WBSN presents Spooky South Coast with your hosts Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa.
1: Good evening. Welcome to Spooky South Coast. How are you doing? Spooktacular, I hope. By the seat of our pants, here we are. Didn't think we were going to make it, did you, Matt Costa, the silent assassin? I did not. I had my doubts. You didn't think we were going to be able to pull it off, but we did. And we have an excellent show lined up for you tonight because we have we have a very special guest in the studio with us. Now, for the past couple of weeks, you've heard the spot run on our show for Crystal Expectations, which is uh, a, you call it a metaphysical store? Metaphysical store is good. And, and it's located on Brock Avenue in New Bedford. It's uh, 854 Brock Avenue in New Bedford. And for those of you not in the... New Bedford area listening to us on the podcast. It's it's uh, crystalexpectations.net if you want to check out what they have. But we have the co-owner of the store, Gary Gomes, here with us tonight. And he's going to hang out with us all night long as our special guest co-host.
2: Thank you. It's a great, great pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to it.
1: And uh, we have some, some buzzing. there. I think we were talking before uh, we went on the air about some of the older equipment in the WBSM Spooky Studio. And, uh, it's not
3: old, it's just vintage. 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 Classic.
1: You know, uh, it, it's funny because, uh, totally, total side story here, but I interviewed uh, Don Gillis uh, a few years ago for the newspaper, and he got his start here at WBSM, the legendary sportscaster, and they had a picture of him in front of the old, original 1940s WBSM microphone. And I was like, we're still using that one in the studio today, Don. <laughs> so, but, you know, enough of that. Uh, so, yeah, so, Gary, we were talking about the store, and you have pretty much anything anybody could need in the metaphysical or the paranormal realm. Uh, and if you don't, you know, you...
2: Yeah, we, we, we can basically get it for them. E- exactly. Yeah. I, 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 the store has been in business since uh, in its current location since around 1980, 1988. And uh, we've seen... Um, we, we have numerous contacts in the area. We can provide pretty much... Uh, and the store actually covers a great deal of the same stuff as show covers your show covers Uh, we also you know we have a great deal of uh, information on local hauntings on on, uh, metaphysical pursuits Uh, my wife does feng shui which is the oriental art of placement you know so I mean essentially it can enhance the positive energy of of the house you're in we also do I also do a variation on astrology called Indian astrology or Vedic astrology and it's a very old classical system of astrology very accurate and uh, we have a variety of uh, religious items from all around the world, uh, Paganism, Hinduism, um, uh, Native American uh, religious uh, items, and uh, a variety of even fantasy and spiritual gifts for people. So basically anything you want to get, you can get.
1: Now, I've, I've been into other stores, and usually there's a corner of the store dedicated to some of these items. But when you walk into Crystal Expectations, it's it's everything that you need. And... It's funny that you talk about increasing positive energy because I've been in there two or three times now, uh, and when I go in, you can feel the positive energy. You know, it's like as much as the world outside might be bringing you down, and, and mm-hmm. the last time I was there was uh, just the other day, Thursday. It was a hot day. I was tired from, well, we went to the zoo before we stopped by to visit, and it's just you could feel an uplifting feeling when you went in, and, and you know, maybe it's the – maybe the, it's the – uh the camaraderie, the fact that you're with people that are like minded, with people that, you know, are of the same spiritual energy that you are. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's definitely worth checking out. And if you're in the local area, I highly recommend that you stop in and just see some of the products that they have. And then I think that'll lead you to find maybe what it is that your interest is, what's pulling you. Uh, because, like you said, you have all different kinds of services that that you teach classes in. Yeah,
2: and, and, and a lot of the emphasis—not to go on too long, uh, Tim. A lot of the emphasis on the store is on people finding a, a positive path in their lives. You know, <laughs> some people come in, they've they've they they run into some rough bumps in life, uh, or they have interest in in these things which are not quite so mainstream, and we're interested in the same things. In the same things, we understand the folks who come into the store. Um, and I think that, you know, it's also a shared interest and a shared curiosity. You go into a store like this mainly because you love this area. You know, that's, that's the main reason you go into it. And uh, and it's been very fulfilling for my wife and myself. Uh, we've been there a long time, and we, we've been there a long time because we love it.
1: And, and I'm sure that you've realized, as, as we're trying to do here with this radio show, you build up a community. That's you, right. You build up a, a family mm-hmm. of Regular regular customers, and then they will say, "Well, yep. you know, if you're looking for this kind of stuff, it's it's a lot easier than having a search website and to search websites and just stop in and talk to them." And, yep. and you yep. know, it's it's nice to have that ear.
2: Yep, and we're happy to help anybody.
1: And and so if if you can't make it though, uh, you can go to their website, crystalexpectations.net. dot net. You can find out some of these services and the products that they offer. And of course, always just give you guys a call too. We'll throw out the phone number. Uh, well, why don't you throw it out? Okay,
2: the phone number is five zero eight nine nine zero seven eight nine eight uh again five oh eight nine nine zero seven eight nine eight. Uh we're there normally uh between afternoon time uh every day of the week but we do have a we do have a, a capability of answering machines. We get back to p- people the same day. You can also email us at crystalx at Verizon dot net
1: and uh, there are links to their website on our website SpookySouthCoast.com. dot com, so if you click on that, you can check that out. Uh, and what we'll do is uh, a little bit later on in the show, we'll talk, we'll get a little bit more in depth into some of these different areas and and what exactly it entails. Sure. And then maybe you know if somebody's listening and they're looking for a path, maybe it'll help them get yeah. a little bit closer. And, and,
2: and as you said, there's there are some things we do that I I didn't mention uh, quite as 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 in depth as I'd like to. So the opportunity to do it later on would be great.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it's just Things that you might not have even heard of that might be what's for you. Yes, Matt.
2: Well,
0: uh, I was there the first day that you guys opened your store back in, was in 1988. Uh, We go back a long ways. Uh, But the thing that struck me the most about it was the book selection. Now, you're talking about all of the other items, but I... I found that to be one of the best resources for books, and if they didn't have it, they knew where to get it and who to order it yep. from. Yep.
1: It, it's funny because I was looking at the wall, and there are a lot of both guests that we've had on and people that we'd love to get on. Yep. So I mean, it's it's really worthwhile to get down there and check it out. And tonight's guest, uh, I was talking to your wife the other day, and uh, tonight's guest, Rick Hayes, mm-hmm. who is a paranormal communicate, I'm sorry, paranormal communications consultant. I'll try to say that three times fast. Don't do it because then it will like appear out of nowhere, like Beetlejuice. Uh, you know, he he puts out a couple of the books himself, and so I said, you know, maybe you could carry his books. And she's like, oh, absolutely. You know, we'll carry anybody's sure. book if if there's an interest in it, because you know, as we talked last week, you don't want to have a bias, and you need to offer yep. every available different viewpoint. So,
2: yep.
1: well, we're going to take a quick break, if that's okay with you, Silent Assassin. He says yes. And on the other side, we will talk to Rick Hayes, the paranormal communications consultant. Uh, from the website, Lifegift.com, we'll talk to him about his new book, Stepping Stones, Thoughts Along Life's Paths. And, of course, you might know him from his previous title, You're Not Crazy, You Have a Ghost. So, of course, that doesn't apply to us, because even if we do have a ghost, we're still pretty crazy. We'll be right back here on Spooky South Coast.
4: Crystal Expectations is an extraordinary experience. Crystal Expectations has books, jewelry, candles, incense, oils, CDs, tarot decks, religious and fantasy statues, and cultural items from around the world. Crystal Expectations offers a wide variety of services, including Reiki, Kuan Yin, magnified healing, and meditation. Do you want to find out the influences in your life and what the future holds for you? Call to schedule a tarot or Hindu astrology reading. Crystal Expectations knowledgeable staff has over 40 years experience in a wide variety of spiritual disciplines. They can provide instruction in spiritual cleansing for yourself and techniques to reduce negative influences in your life. Crystal Expectations is located at 854 Brock Avenue in New Bedford, serving those interested in the paranormal and spiritual for over 18 years. 508-990-7898 or visit crystalexpectations.net. You can also email them at crystalx at verizon.net.
1: South Coast Tim Weisberg here, the Simon Assassin Matt Costa manning the controls, science advisor Matt Moniz along as well, and our special guest in the studio is Gary Gomes of Crystal Expectations. And on the line we have our special guest for the evening, Rick Hayes, the paranormal communications consultant. From Life's Gift Incorporated, Rick is the founder of Life's Gift, an association association that supports his psychic medium abilities. As a paranormal communications consultant, Rick consults on a daily basis with those that have questions regarding life after death and one's daily path on Earth. As a published author, Rick writes a column for the Life's Gift website, Rick's Life Notes, where he shares his thoughts of life and life everlasting. His articles have also appeared on numerous websites and publications. He co-authored a book titled You're Not Crazy, You Have a Ghost?, And he is the author of the current book, Stepping Stones, Thoughts Along Life's Path. He is currently working on his next book, Learning to Listen, Seven Keys to Understanding. And we are very pleased to welcome in Rick Hayes. How are you doing tonight, Rick?
5: Good evening, Tim. How are you this evening?
1: All right. We are are here to talk with you tonight about pretty much your approach to the paranormal and the special abilities that you've been given.
5: Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a pleasure to be on your show tonight. And uh, I'll just share with you my thoughts.
1: And uh, and of course, these these thoughts along life's path, these stepping stones that you talk about. I, I just finished reading the book, and uh, I have to say, I like the way that you approach things. The the when you read Rick's book, if you are uh, a, of a creationist point of view, there's no way that you can argue with his style of what he's trying to present here because he takes into account other viewpoints as well. Uh, and Rick, we talked about last week having uh, some sort of bias. Uh, some of these shows that you might have been on might have had kind of a slant one way or another. Have you have you found that not enough times does the subject of God come up in paranormal investigating?
5: Well, it's becoming more. Uh, uh, you know, God can be def- defined in many different different avenues, but uh, the, the key here is is understanding life after and where life after comes from. And uh, you know, personally, I, I know I was raised in a in a, in a in a family that we went to church and we know that we have a creator that gave us everlasting life. But I follow that up with, you know, with the abilities I've been given ever since an early age, I've recognized that life is after we have life after. And that's why Tim, you never hear me share, you know, that I, I never try to utilize the word death or dead because the definition mm-hmm. of the, of death or dead in the dictionary is an end. And I know what the abilities given to me that life is everlasting.
1: And, and you also, I mean, at least in the book, uh, you, you don't really use the term God often. You use the term Creator, which I think is uh, important because it does take into account what's a pretty hot topic these days, and that's uh, you know whether or not evolution was a natural scientific process or whether or not there was some intelligent design to it.
5: Exactly, and I and you and in just conversations with me, you'll, you'll hear me relay about my Creator, about our Creator, because you know the. God is God has different different names in different religions, mm-hmm. but we all have one God. We all have one Creator. So by, by utilizing the term Creator, it it, it kind of surrounds all the uh, all the definitions of quote God.
1: And, and do you feel that Creator God, whatever you want to call, do you feel that uh, it's very tied into today's paranormal events, the the increase in paranormal activity that we're seeing, or is it just? It's always been there, and we're just paying more attention to it.
5: I tell you, Tim, it's 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 a combination of the, of both. It's uh, I, I just shared uh, here recently that I really feel like I heard someone mention this on, a, on another media uh, outlet that the the veil that there's the the veil's becoming more and more thin with between life after and life here, and and I think it is a combination of, of many things. For example, your show is is a tremendous benefit. For for everyone to start becoming more open minded that that there's something more than just life here, and so you know it's a combination of many things. But but the bottom line is we're we're starting to understand more and more. We're starting to be open open minded more. Tim, about wait a minute. There's got to be more than just life here. There's got to be something else besides this. So,
1: and what do you envision this afterlife as? At least in, you know, your your discoveries and your communications.
5: Well, it's really I I, I get I get that asked a lot. (laughs) Um, The ones, the the messages that are relayed to me, and they come through for me. The ones who have what I define as moved on, Mm -hmm. uh, those they come through as very, very happy, uh, filled with happiness, filled with joy. If you can imagine, just not ever having to worry about pain ever again, and just knowing that you're going to live forever. And just a tremendous amount of love that comes through. I, I usually share with everyone in consultations. If if you can just imagine the person that you love very, very much right now and multiply that by 100,000 times, you're getting pretty close to how they feel when they share mes- messages with me.
1: Now, how exactly do these messages come about? I mean, uh, Walk us through maybe the first time that you had one of these uh, communications, one of these experiences
5: well, first of all I, I, I truly feel that we all have these these same these same abilities we we all have the abilities to know that that our loved ones are guiding and protecting us for what we call perceptive abilities. I truly feel that when we, we when we're created, we're created with many d- different gifts. but we as we grow up, we tend to block these gifts this ability to be perceptive because you know we grow up to him being told it's just your imagination, it's just a coincidence, women's intuition, or it's you know he has imaginary friends, which by the way, I was told I had many of those when I was little, <laughs> but uh the only kind I had yeah. <laughs> but uh uh you know the, and and I, for those uh for those who are more in the scientific realm, I share it with them it's a scientific fact that if you close your eyes for many many years. You will not see, and if you close your ears for many, many years, you will not hear. It's the same thing with your ability, your abilities to know that your loved ones are around you. So, I grew up at a very early age knowing, you know, at being at having the acknowledgement that life is after by, by how they come, by the ways they come through for me. The first way is what I call verbal thought, and it's a lot like what we're doing right now, Tim. It's you and I sharing, uh, sharing thoughts with each other, but it's not how we speak it's It's kind of like someone leaning over to me and whispering mm-hmm. <laughs> the second way is what a lot of people talk uh describe as seeing balls of light or orbs of light and actually, when I see loved ones and I'm with in a personal consultation with with someone, I'll actually see an elongated light that's very bright in the center, and that is what I feel is the spiritual energy of the loved one and then the third way is you know when they come through a lot of times I don't know I don't know these people from Adam. So when they come through to help me to understand and to help me to relay the messages and let their loved ones know who it is, they will help me by sharing with me how they looked when they were in their physical, what I call physical shell or physical body, Mm -hmm. and they will go into that image, and then I can start describing them as being, you know, oh, you know, he's telling me about the suspenders he wore, you know, or he's telling me about the, you know, he, you never saw him in anything but, but. You know Levi jeans or th- or things like that. So those are the three main ways they share uh, messages with me. Of course, there's others I share. You know, you pay very special attention to your dreams because that's a very important time for loved ones to share messages with you.
1: And you talk in the in the new book Stepping Stones about these physical shells. And it really is just a a part of you know just a small part of what it is that life everlasting is that. We're really just in these shells for a limited amount of time, and it's kind of like a trial period, a learning process to be a better. I mean, what exactly do you see the time on Earth as?
5: Well, I I look at it as, you know, we're created. Each of us has a very unique spirit, and each of us has a very unique shell or body. Um, And we we go through what I call a path in life here on Earth, an earthly path and also an earthly plan. We each have a purpose in life. And along this life plan, we have, we learn lessons along the way to, in order for us to better learn about life when we move on so that we can guide and protect others. Now, one thing I want everyone to understand is that we're not just placed here like robots and, and you know, stated that we have to follow a certain path. We're also given a gift, what I call choices. A lot of people call them decisions. And a lot, you know, we, we are given the gift to make our own choices in life. And a lot of times when things continue to seem to go wrong, that's when we're not quite on the purpose in life we are to be on. But by asking for a guidance from our, for guidance from our creator, and again, guidance from our loved ones who are around guiding, protecting us, we can, we can remain on our purpose in life. Personally, I feel that, uh, in the fall of 2002, I had a, uh, experience for me that, basically uh, told me to become public with these abilities and I asked for guidance and, and I asked and I you know I also prayed to my creator and since the fall of 2002 I wake up each morning to him and knowing I just feel it that I'm on the right path
1: but do you, prior to that did you still get messages from strange strange. Uh, absolutely and and what was that like to have to get all these messages all the time and not be able to share them i mean did you ch- did you still try to pull people aside if you were getting a strong message and relay it to them or did you have to internalize them?
5: i really didn't Tim. and it's because if you go back and i've you know i'm not unfortunately i'm i'm uh you know i've had a few years here on, on in my life playing already but i mean growing up i really kept my my abilities private throughout my life because because of the fact that I didn't want people to look at me as being different, I didn't want, I didn't want everyone to think of you know there was I needed therapy and things like that. I did, you know, I did share it with one or two friends. I, I share in seminars that that there was a time in when I was in college that I took a course in psychology and we actually studied a segment in this was the, the study of the paranormal, ESP, uh, telekinesis, things like that. Mm-hmm. And we took a test in that and I always share with everyone that the professor came up to me and asked me if I would mind doing some private testing because apparently the the test I had taken I'd done very well in, which by the way was about the only, about the only test I really did very well in college. (laughs) But, uh, uh, but I mean that was really the only time I shared my abilities with anyone publicly until the fall of 2002 because I, I just didn't want you know I didn't want everyone to look at me differently. I was in a business sector and you know you don't you just don't go around to saying to everyone quote I see dead people, you know. <laughs> well
1: you said that there was something that happened to you in 2002 that mm-hmm. changed your mind. Was it personal or was it somebody else's you know somebody else's uh experience that you were just channeled?
5: Actually, I was working for a company, and, and a very dear friend of mine was also the owner of the company. And also, uh, she came into my office one morning. We were sitting down going through business items. And I could tell right away there was something very uncomfortable about her, and I won't go into all the story, but the thing about it was she, she began to share with me how a very dear friend of the, her and her husband's was had been rushed to the hospital that very morning because he was battling this disease called cancer and they didn't think he's going to make it through the day and the whole time she was sharing this with me Tim I had someone else sharing with me to tell her that everything was going to be okay he was going to be with her and he's going to bring him comfort and guidance and it was it, and it was uh, her dear friend's father who had moved on several years before and so you know he kept being insistent even though I tried very hard to ignore him because you know I had never shared this with my quote boss you know and I didn't want to lose my job so he was so insistent. Finally, I, I shared with her for the first time, you know, after working there for two, three years. And for the first time, I shared with her that, you know, what he was wanting me to share with her. With her. And, and there were some validations that she immediately, you know, was able to acknowledge. And the, he, uh, to make a long story short, he, uh, she come in Monday morning, but he had moved on that evening. And I had shared with her that uh, the 8th was very important. And he moved on on a Tuesday evening, and on a Saturday they, they laid him to rest, which would happen to be the 8th of the month. And the following Monday morning she came into my office, and she shared with me how much comfort, because of what I had shared with her, how much comfort it had given her. And then she stepped back to him, and she said, she looked at me, and she said, you're being very selfish for not sharing this with everyone else. And I never looked at it that way. I never looked at it. I want you know. I, I looked at it. I didn't want people to think I was different. And but with that statement, it really got to me. It's it was like I was hit with a lightning bolt or something. And and so I, I you know, the very next morning, I I made a call to my sister and and I called to, and talked to a dear friend of mine. And again, I asked my loved ones who guides me to help me make a decision. Mm-hmm. And from then we decided to launch Life's Gift, and we launched Life's Gift in May 2003. And Every day now is just an unbelievable day.
1: And the purpose of life's gifts is to uh, assist you in your psychic medium abilities. But why don't you talk about what exactly it is that life's gift offers to people?
5: Well, uh, my dear friend shared with me uh, when I was trying to make a decision. He said he also did not know my abilities, and I shared and I relayed to him what 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 uh, I had had all my life. And he said, "Rick, if you're going to do this, do this right and reach as many people all over the world all over the world as you can." And so immediately we begin to uh, we begin to design and 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 install a, a website, and so Life's Gift. The key to Life's Gift was to for others all over the world to reach some to reach not only not only myself but also to reach information about life and about life life everlasting. And uh, it's an amazing website. I'm I'm very happy with. It. I've got a great team, and they they continually try to make it better every day. And there's you know we have a lot of things we share on there.
1: And the interesting thing about it too, uh, I've spent a lot of time on it the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And in addition to being able to really get into some discussion and and get into some of your thoughts uh, in the journal, I mean it's a good spot to just stop for a couple of minutes while you're you know right before you start your work when you sit down, stop in, check in. You know, just get a couple little positive messages to help you through your day.
5: Sure, and then and then we've we, what we've done is Tim, we've actually expanded. You know, since the launching, and we've we have an e-letter that goes out. Uh, it's about twice a month, and and uh, you know, it's filled with not only about things that's going on Life's Gift, but it's filled with a lot of inspiration, not just from me, but from from everyone else who we who shares with us. And then we also have just in the last 4 or 5 months we've uh, started uh, three different types of e-signs what we call e-signs and they're just short paragraph emails that uh that focuses on different different types of uh steps in life for example we have one called life steps and the most recent one went out was was talking about the clutter in your home maybe cluttering your life <laughs> so we talk about how to how to uh how to fix that so you so you'll better better enjoy life,
1: and uh, and one of the things that is different though about that there, there are plenty of people who uh, are willing to uh, I don't want to say you know use their psychic ability um, for their own benefit, but in a way I mean life's gift is different because you know you you're using it because you have to you're using it because you're being hit with these messages from people and and these spirits that are trying to communicate you know what i mean
5: exactly and and that was again that was the whole key to you know when we decided when i finally said okay i guess we you know let's just see what happens and exactly and, and if it's right if, if it's meant to be it will it will it will be And and in our first year of the life the life gift website was launched we grew over 400 percent and and i mean i knew immediately i was where i was supposed to be it it just seems to me
1: like some people with psychic abilities will will use those psychic abilities and it seems like your psychic abilities are using you a little bit you know what i mean
5: yeah yeah it, well sometimes it feels that way because you know there's there's a lot of nights that uh... i share with everyone i, I sleep very little bit to, to begin with but there's there are there's many nights well almost every night where i have to uh... leave a tv television on some type of light on or I receive messages throughout the night. You're just going to
1: drown out some of that noise exactly. with other noise, but it, it. I mean, in reading Stepping Stones, it just seems like because of the clarity that this gift has given you, that you can sit there and the normal mundane stuff that we would go through. You know, you have the opportunity to to take a step out of yourself for a second and to analyze that, and and you can turn that into a an, into a life lesson. Anything from being able to sit and watch a movie on television to yeah. You know, running through an airport, you, know, you seem to catch on to some of these things that we might overlook.
5: Well, that that was the that was the whole synopsis of of the book, Stepping Stones. You know, I just I would actually started writing that um, when whenever I became public because in consultations every day I, I have questions asked me and and you know and then I also have daily experiences and and I do I, it does seem like that if i see i think there's one chapter in the book where i'm coming home one evening and it's it's very warm out and i see a father uh, actually has his little 2-year-old daughter up on his shoulders and they're walking up this hill and she's sound asleep and i and i begin to think about that I, think, I begin to think about you know maybe there was some guidance there you know to take this scenario and and look at it in the sense that we have loved ones who are carrying us up those up those what I call trials in life, up mm-hmm. those hills. And so, you know, when I when I write and I love to write, and when I begin to write, it, it is it does seem like I have like an assistant sharing with me what words to to, to input.
1: <laughs> and, and you know, I mean, a lot of people will look at something like this, and, and somebody who gets messages from their loved ones, and they'll say, "I, I don't want to hear it." They might say they're interested in communicating with somebody who's passed on, but then the message that you get might not be something they want to hear. Do you feel sometimes that when you get these messages it's it's not what the person's looking for
5: well first of all when i when i uh, in, when I'm in a consultation i do i do not begin with questions I do not begin to ask who do you want to come through because mm-hmm. I look at this why I, I just Allow those loved ones to come through who, need, who wants to come through. And I share with everyone, we share with everyone in consultations before we actually have the consultation that they're, you may be expecting someone and it may be someone else. But, but I always felt that way because I always felt like who better to know when they need to come through and when they need to share messages to help guide their loved one in, in, along their life right now than, that, than them. And so I let I, I I allow them to come through, and they begin to share messages with me, and it's really amazing a lot of times because, you know, in consultations, Tim, they'll say, they'll tell me later, they'll say that's exactly who I wanted to t- wanted to hear from. I was in one just here, uh, just uh, uh, just two nights ago, that, you know, they were they they had lost their father about a year ago in an accident, and not only he came through, but his father had, it was right was standing right behind him. And I said, his dad's with him too. And they looked at each other, and they said, well, he just moved on this morning, and he was already there with his son.
1: Uh, and when you are in the context of one of these sessions, I mean, is it just like you said, you like to have a conversation with them? Is it you're just sitting there talking, and then all of a sudden, somebody comes through, or or do you have to put yourself into a certain state? You have to get into a certain frame of mind.
5: It's it's really amazing. First of all, that they, they come when they do come through. They're very respectful, they understand that we have to you know we, we're going through our life, so they're very respectful and they're very respectful with me also. but it's really amazing because I usually try to start you know start a consultation Tim with a little bit about me so everyone to be comfortable you know just with me and, and being comfortable in in the atmosphere and I'll begin to talk about about myself, and about sometime along there, most of the time, they'll stop me. And I'll I'll stop and I'll share with them, you know, I'll say, well, they're ready because they're standing right behind you. And they're ready for me to share messages with you. So I never really get to talk much about myself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, that's the way it goes. Yeah, I know. (laughs) When you're there, they only have a limited amount of time to communicate. So they, you know, they don't want to hear about you.
5: And that's the other thing, (laughs) Tim. I I also, I I don't really put a time limit on it because, you know, I feel like they know. What they need to share, I'm not going to, you know, share with them. Although oh, you only had 20 minutes, you know, I I, I can't do that.
1: Do you ever and, find that maybe there's uh, someone who can't let go, and they want to just keep you there with them all the time?
5: Uh, I was in the one just um, about three evenings ago. That was a little over four hours long. Wow! And it was and it was a it was a combination of not only did the loved ones still in there was plan here uh, wanted wanted to know more, but also the loved one that came through had so much to share.
1: And, and that must be draining for you. Uh,
5: I I I am, if I share with everyone, if you can imagine, if you had to go into a room and there was one, a thousand people in this room and you had to speak to every one of them, uh, you'd be pretty tired by the end of the evening.
1: I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, I get drained just having to talk to one person. <laughs> But then again, that's just i um, it's amazing. O- outside of here, I'm not much of a conversationalist. But uh, <laughs> if any- if anybody has any questions for Rick Hayes, you can give us a call 508-996-0500, 508 and of course you can post them on the message board at com. The Silent Assassin is online and ready to take your questions. Uh now Rick, one of the things that is very interesting is how this all relates to what we call ghosts. Mm-hmm. And how? What are ghosts? Uh, from from your experiences and your perspective?
5: Well, I usually surprise a lot of a lot of people or a lot of friends that I, whenever I share my thoughts on what exactly are ghosts. But I truly feel that ghosts are nothing more than our loved ones who have completed their plan here on Earth and are simply moved on. And they're, and they're basically validating to you that they're with you. And if they are not your mother, father, grandmother, grandfather, brother, sister, they are someone's. Loved one, they're someone's mother, father, grandmother, grandfather, brother, sister. And they're simply, they're simply acknowledging to you that they're with you because I, I also talk about how we have guidance with us daily, but because we're so focused in our daily routine, we, we do not have the, we do not utilize our abilities to know that our loved ones are around us. So a lot of times they have to give us what I call physical validations and that is, uh, opening a door for no, for uh, for an unexpected reason uh, walking up and down a stairway and making sounds uh, you know some type of physical validation to get our get our attention
1: and, and so you do feel that it's something on on their behalf that it's an extra effort on the part of the departed spirit more so than just a temporary breakdown in your own wall against belief
5: yeah i think it's just i think it's just I usually use the scenario if, if you have a, a, a young child and you put them in a high chair in the mornings and you're going through a hectic schedule that morning trying to get, trying to get breakfast ready and the young child is wanting the baby bottle on the, on the table that you had placed on the table and you're not paying attention to to the young child and they begin to cry and you're still so focused on what, everything else and not paying attention to that baby and finally the baby keeps crying, and finally, Tim, you would take the, a bowl of cereal over and give it to the baby. Uh, the baby didn't want the cereal. And so what the, ba- what the baby would do is pick up the cereal and throw the bowl and everything across the floor. That would get your attention. And it's a lot like what our loved ones do. When they need to share a me- message with us and they need to let us know that they're with us, sometimes they will knock a picture off a wall. Sometimes they will place a penny on the floor. Sometimes they will they will actually appear in a shadow or a making making sound on up and down stairways because we're more focused on our other senses more than we are our abilities to know that our loved ones are around us.
1: And so, if if generally ghostly experiences are someone's loved one trying to come through, do you think maybe when there's a, a place that's especially haunted, a place that has a history of having a lot of paranormal activity, do you think that that is just an area where it's a little bit easier for them to come through, so there's many more spirits trying to do so.
5: Well, I've investigated quote haunted locations, everything from navy ships to to sanatoriums to homes, <laughs> and it, and I usually share with everyone that, for example, a navy ship. when I've investigated that and and shared messages on there, you know, a, a lot of a lot of individuals would think this quote ghost. Is trapped on this on this particular ship and and cannot leave, and I don't feel like they're trapped. I feel like what what they actually are they're basically there as tour guides. That who would know better of that particular location than the one who has the experiences and the memories there. It's just like if I came to your home, Tim, I wouldn't know which where your rooms are. You would have to take me through the rooms, and as we was going through your rooms, you know, you'd begin to share with me an experience. You know old my little- my little boy you know drew a, took his purple crayon and drew on the wall in this living room and you begin to share mess you know share experiences and memories with me to help me better understand the location and i and also and I feel like it's the same way with the loved ones when we go into locations like this um i had the i had the uh, Opportunity to, to be a part in, and to take a private tour of, of the Waverly Sanatorium in, in Louisville, Kentucky, which is over 60,000 individuals that moved on there. And I had no idea the history of this place. And, you know, the, it was supposedly as quoted as being one of the most haunted places on earth. And, it I, is. Went through, and I went through there, and, I mean, I, I, I immediately got into the second floor and immediately had this older gentleman, energy Share with me. Come with me. Come with me. And he took me into the room where he was, and began to share with me how it was there. Went up on the fifth floor and had some experiences there. And I went. We went into the cafeteria area, and there was this five, six-year-old boy running around, very mischievous in the cafeteria area, playing hide and seek with us. But they weren't trapped there. What they were basically doing was, we, they knew he was there to learn more about the location, so they was helping us by, by sharing with us what it was like there.
2: All right. Sir sir, sir Rick, excuse me, this is Gary Gomes.
5: Hey, Gary. uh, Hi, how are you doing, buddy?
2: Good. Uh, All right. uh, So so, so so you're you're essentially saying they're there as teaching guides, basically? Exactly.
5: Exactly. They're, They're there. I feel like they're there. I look at it this way. When we complete our plan here and we move on and you have a choice of either remaining in a building that has no windows, is dilapidated, rodents walking through the hallways, or if you have a choice to be around and guide your loved ones and watch and protect over them, which choice would you take? And, of course, everyone would say, well, I wouldn't want to be be with my loved ones. I don't want to be in a place that's falling apart. You know, and I really feel it's the same way. But when we go to these locations, you know, like I I investigated a home recently that was uh, close to 100 years old, and there's a couple there. They're very, they're very happy there they're very happy in that home because there there is many many years of their earthly plan there in that particular home and they're very and they're very comfortable there but while i was there they were sharing the, you know actually with they validated uh some 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 acknowledgments from from the ones who's living there now that you know that they're uh, about the home and about the history of the home and who better to know than the ones who live there
1: and at the same time, uh, you don't really put a lot of stock in there being a, a high amount of spirits in a cemetery, do you?
5: <laughs> well, I have a lot of people ask me. They say, I bet I bet it's a lot of fun going in a cemetery with you.
1: Well, that's where every paranormal group, when they're first starting out, that's the first place they head. Um, you know, we'll get, We're guilty of it ourselves a little bit, but you know, we're, we're lucky enough to have one that is kind of active uh, nearby. But, I mean, generally, I, I heard Grant Wilson from TAPS once. Uh, he posted a... Um, a lesson in ghost hunting, uh, per se, on on the TAPS website, and you know he said in his experiences there aren't a lot of dead people hanging around cemeteries. Now, of course, I would hope that everybody that's in a cemetery is dead, but uh, <laughs> he, he does he did say that you know they found that there aren't a lot of spirits that hang around there because, as, as you would think, who wants to hang around a cemetery?
5: Right, and and again, you know, I, I have I have individuals to share with me. They'll say, well, when I go to a cemetery, I feel like they're there. I feel like You know, I've actually seen them there, and again, my my thoughts are this: if if you're there, if you're in the cemetery, and you're there to to remember and to give honor and to to think, have experienced memories of that loved one, why wouldn't they be right there next to you, you know, with you? But when you get in the car and leave, they're going to leave also. I was on I was on a show recently, and, and we got into this discussion, and and. The host shared with me, he said, well, I went to a cemetery, and the first ghost I saw, I actually was right in front of my car, and, you know, I saw him. And I said, well, why were you there? And he re- replied to me, he says, well, we was there to investigate to see if we could get any energies. Well, he was helping you out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, again, we go back to this, to this thought. When you move on, do you want to remain in a place where your earthly shell is is six feet in the ground, or do you want to be around those you love and protect and guide?
1: And you know, it's interesting because uh, as I was reading Stepping Stones, I was a thought came to me. You talk about the earthly shell just being a temporary house for our energies, and and that we're really not in our you know in our eventual life's plan, life everlasting. We're not really tied into the physical self. Uh, You even get into a little bit of whether or not we retain the earthly name that we have uh, when we move on, and whether or not we are we call each other that in the hereafter. But one of the things that I thought was interesting is you said that we are surrounded by our family energy, our loved ones are, you know, those who have moved on are there to welcome us. But yet, wouldn't that be tied into the earthly shell? I mean, we are just a production of another earthly shell. Do you think that there's some bigger plan that ties all those energies in and that there's a reason why we all end up in the shell that we do
5: well again tim i feel you know first of all we are given a purpose in life and we're created for a reason and we're created with a physical earthly body for a reason and uh but when and we're also given titles we're also given titles of father mother brother sister Mm -hmm. and through life we we Actually, create memories and experiences, and what I call lessons, learning lessons in life, and I truly feel that when we move on, that these memories—why would you not take these happy memories of the love that you received from your parents or, or from your children? And but when we move on, we do not—I do not feel we have the title of of mother, father, just simply because those are titles in our physical body, but we have the the feelings. Of mother father, in other words we if 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 we have a child that moves on and a grandfather is there, he would acknowledge him through the feelings that they are the grandchild the grandfather and again I, I truly I share with everyone that everybody says well, well is it is there one over there what's it like over there and it's like it's one big family reunion it's it's great Appar- apparently what they share with me you know it's like they get this uh, they get to be with those loved ones that You know, they haven't been with for many, many years.
1: And and what you've learned, do you find that, as you said, it's a big family reunion, but do you find that it's, we're all tied? I mean, we say all the time, we're all one race, we're all one family, we're all one species. But do you find that in that hereafter, at least in what's been communicated to you, that everybody is related, that everybody is interconnected?
5: Again, it's not. Yes, I do. It's not in so much as how as being related, but I I just mean related, like as in
1: you know connected.
5: Exactly. I mean, we we all feel one when we move when we move on. I have in a lot of consultations, there'll be uh, like two different families in a consultation, and and one member of that particular family, their loved one may come through, and and not the other members, uh, not the other loved ones for the other family. So the other family would share. They would say. Well, can you can you ask this question? Can you ask how so and so you know how they're doing it? And the loved one that's there will share with me. Yeah, he's you know he or she's there here, and they're doing great, and and they're just you know they're doing uh, they're very very happy and full of joy. So it seems does seem like we all know each other. Rick,
2: Rick, Rick the, inter- the, thing, the interesting thing I find about this is this has a great deal of commonality with a lot of other religious traditions, in addition to the Christian. Mm-hmm. so so so, so you 'll find the same belief patterns to a certain extent in Hinduism and Buddhism mm-hmm. in, in Native American traditions, so I think that 's fascinating
5: well again uh, you know we we 're all created with with different physical bodies sometimes i 'd like to replace mine, <laughs> but
1: uh I got a little bit too much of
3: a show <laughs>
5: yeah uh, well my my problem is i I like the chocolate too much, but uh uh but I mean, we are all given unique spiritual energies, and we're all created. We're all created with a with a spiritual energy, and and it seems like when we do move on, that uh, the, the again the pains and 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 the the the, the things that has to go with the physical body is left behind.
1: Well, one of the things that uh, is is interesting about the process of moving on is as you said earlier uh, in our discussion you don't use the term death or dying but there is an eventual shutdown of the physical body and for a lot of people it isn't a pleasant process uh, through disease through um, you know just different accidents you know just is there a reason why is it part of the plan for some of these people to have these things happen is there a reason why at that moment when it's their time to leave their shell and become something greater that it has to happen in such a tragic manner?
5: Right. Well, it's a combination. I do feel like a part of it is choice. But one thing that I do want to share with your listeners is that those who have moved on and share messages with me let let their loved ones understand that what we look at as the pain in their physical body, they really never really felt that pain. And I kind of compare it to when your foot goes to sleep and you look down and you know your foot's there, but you just can't feel it. That's how they share with me how a lot of their pain that they go through they really do not feel before, when they near the completion of their plan. But we got to understand also that what we may perceive as not being a, a a fulfilling life is a is a completed and fulfilling life. For example, I in a consultation I shared with a couple that. They had a three year old that just, you know, that moved on unexpectedly and they just, you know, they began, we began to talk and they began to share how sad and, and it just, they didn't, their child didn't get a chance to grow up, didn't get a chance to have children of their own. And, you know, and the more they, 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 we discussed that, the more you could tell they was very sad because they just felt like the child had been taken. But then we started talking about in those three years what this child had done. How it brought so much love to that family. How how it had brought so much happiness and 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 more laughter in that home in those three years than they had had in a long time. And when we began to look at that, I, I looked at them and I said, "Your child had a very fulfilling life." And immediately they smiled and looked at me and they said, "You're You're right. I mean, in those three years, she did so much." And so we need to. What we need to understand is we all have different plans in life but we all we all complete our plan in life
1: well we are coming up on the cbs news break rick uh, but if you'd like to stick with us on the other side i'd like to talk sure. to you about actually because i like to tease this uh, we talk about evil spirits Okay. whether or not there's anything negative out there. So we'll get into that and uh, and a whole lot more, we'll, and we'll let people know how they can get a session with Rick if they're interested as well, and also how you can get his books. And so, uh, like I said, with the CBS News is coming up, and on the other side of that we'll have The Week in Weird with uh, some pretty interesting stories, uh, even a chance for some people who might want to get into the hosting field themselves, maybe some people who uh, fancy themselves, oh, the next... Uh, well, I almost said the next Tim Weisberg. Wait, you don't want anybody to think that. You don't want that, please. Aim low
0: and achieve. I'm sorry. Aim low and achieve.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, but maybe you fancy yourself uh, the next Rod Serling, maybe the the next. Uh, you guys aren't helping me out here with any Hitchcock. Any... There you go, Hitchcock. He was a great host. So we'll get into that. We'll tell you how you might become the next sci-fi host. We'll also talk more later on in the show with Gary Gomes about Crystal Expectations and what you can find there. Sure. And uh, we will also talk to you about some uh, merchandise, some t-shirts. People have been asking for them. We got them. We'll have all the information coming up uh, in the second hour and just as a quick programming note before we hit the news I want to remind everybody out there the next two Saturday nights August 19th and August 26th we will not be on the air here on WBSM because Patriots preseason football will be however there will be a podcast show available for your listening pleasure online at SpookySouthCoast.com and a variety of other sites so don't worry, we'll still have something for you because we have to talk nobody listens to us except you guys so. and we thank you, we'll be right back
3: I'm knitting myself a hat. And I'm sewing up a head to wear it on.
6: S- Dut-squ- S-
1: Dut-squ- 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 Dut- Dut-
3: I'm making myself some mittens. And I'm stitching my fingers together to keep them warm inside. I'm knitting myself a sweater to cover the body I'm wearing. Knitting! 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 Knitting!
6: Knitting!
0: Quite an experience to live in fear, isn't it? This can't be happening, man. This isn't happening. Spooky,
3: so cool. Back to
1: Spooky South Coast, hour number two. We're having a terrific discussion with Rick Hayes. He is a paranormal communications consultant. Visit his website, lifesgift.com. Check it out right now, actually. If just log on to the computer, why not? Because uh, now is the time in the show, before we get into the Week in Weird, where we tell you about our news and notes of the week, just some little things that we want to mention throw out there. And, of course, I mentioned prior to uh, the news break that the Spooky Store is now open. We do have, oh, just some strange merchandise. Uh, Matt Moniz, did you get a chance to look at the store today?
0: Not yet. Okay.
1: Well, what I'll do is I'll just tell some people about some of something. And I'm by no means trying to, uh, we're not trying to get rich here. We just wanted to appease the masses who had been asking us, when are you going to make a t-shirt? And, of course, the contest is still on. The Design a Spooky South Coast t-shirt contest is still on. People want to know when the deadline is. We haven't even talked about it. We haven't even discussed when to have a deadline. Uh, We want to be able to give people plenty of time to put the work in on. I mean, we have some graphic artists working on this. We have some, you know, artists in uh, in training. Some people who are, you know, looking to really make something special. And we don't want to hold that back by, you know, putting a date on it. So don't worry. Take your time. We'll keep it going. It's kind of a rolling contest. It's. well, there's
0: a lot of talented people out there that sent a couple of preliminary things that look pretty neat. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, unfortunately, the way that we're working right now to produce these products, we're kind of limited in what we can take. Some of them have been very, uh, intricate. And if you can help us find a way to get those printed, uh, through the Cafe Press website, which is what we're using right now, we, we welcome that because, you know, I, I was on that thing all day. I had trouble trying to figure it out. But the important thing is we do have some products up there. So if you, do have the need for a spooky south coast t-shirt i guess it's up there uh if i start seeing people walking around in them I'm, I'm gonna get all weirded out i think but uh they are there all you have to do to get to our shop is visit our website spookysouthcoast.com. you'll find a link there uh but the direct address is dot spookysouth slash spooky south because i couldn't fit any more than that into the url for it so uh what do we have on there we have uh t-shirts sweatshirts golf shirts we have the the required thong, the Spooky South Coast thong. That's right. You can get a I thong. I saw that actually. Yeah, yeah. me. I ordered, and, I ordered a couple. Did <laughs> you with me? Me and Costa's face, Costa and I's face, on the front of the thong and on the back. You know, the part that sticks out of the back of the jeans. There, we have the, the Spooky whale South Coast, the whale tail. The <laughs> we have the Spooky South Coast logo, and uh, not that I'm in any way trying to market that, but if you package the Spooky South Coast thong with the Spooky South Coast camisole, then it makes a very good. You know, relaxing like pajama combination. Uh there's also clocks and mouse pads and a dog t shirt. Colostomy, colostomy bag. Uh that's that's between the message bag and the tote bag is the colostomy <laughs> bag. Uh there's uh, bumper stickers, regular stickers, uh actually that's the great thing about next week by the way. I meant to, I wanted to mention this. Uh the next two weeks not being on the air and, and having to go into the podcast only four matches for two weeks, we can swear. That's going to be the best part about it. We can drop the bombs. We don't need to spooky hold back.
3: Spooky South Coast gone wild. Maybe,
2: maybe you could develop a Spooky South Coast uh, fantasy game.
1: That would be interesting. You know, I was thinking about doing a fantasy football league only uh, well, because there's another paranormal group that started doing one and I thought it was a good idea And because I can never find anybody to be in my fantasy football league. And when I do, it's other sports writers and they always end up beating me because they know more about it than I do. But I'm thinking maybe I got a shot because <laughs> I know if we form a Spooky South Coast... Football league, fantasy football league. I'm gonna get both of you guys to do it and I'll just whoop on you. Right? No?
3: <laughs>
1: Alright, well we'll find out. Hey, we'll start it up. We'll do it. And uh so anyway, that's enough of the uh promoting of the products. Although did you see did you see that one thing that I did that was just crazy? The A thirty nine ninety nine framed print of the spooky south coast promotional photo. Really? Yeah. Don't ask me why I did that. Uh, it was crazy. Please don't order it, please. <laughs> I just can't imagine us hanging up in somebody's living room. So there you have it. Now, now, Carl, leave me alone. It's up there. You can order it. An Eagles Angel. It's up there. Even e- we have a new friend on the message board, Melba, very talented artist. But uh, she is really willing to call us on anything. You haven't updated your blog on MySpace. You know, you need to get the products up. You need to get the. She is our conscience. So we thank her for that. Also, we
0: have one now?
1: Well, unfortunately, yeah. But uh, it's great that she's a listener, but, you know, I guess we have to listen now. <sighs> Taking orders on our own show. Well, <laughs> we need it. And also, we want to let you know about something else, too. Uh, a cool new band that has popped up. Uh, like I mentioned our friend Carl. You want to check out this website, myspace.com slash silenceyourcellphones. It is a new band, kind of uh, some some metal-influenced electronica. Uh, he's got a great song up there where he takes some of the quotes from R. Lee Ermey in Full Metal Jacket and, and makes a nice little mix of that. And He's got a new one, uh, a new one. The News is Bad, I think it's called. or The News is Out and It's Bad. I mean, check this stuff out. It's pretty good. And, of course, his musical influence is none other than The Silent Assassin, Matt Costa. So really interesting stuff. MySpace.com slash silence your cell phones. And you can get to that through our MySpace, MySpace.com slash bookiesouthcoast. Okay, have I rung our bell enough? We need to get like a sound effect uh, a of horn like tooting. a horn tooting or a bell ringing or just something like that. So whenever I throw those little plugs out there, you guys can call me on it. Enough of that. Now let's get into something we like to call The Week in Weird. And our first Week in Weird story this week comes from bbcnews.com. A bar in eastern China has come up with a novel way of attracting clients. They're allowed to beat up the staff. The Rising Sun Anger Release Bar in Nijing lets customers smash glasses, rant, and even hit specially trained workers. The owner, Wu Gong, told China Daily that he was inspired to open the bar by his experiences as a migrant worker. I I guess that's a whole other news story in itself. They don't really elaborate there. Most of his customers were women working in the service or entertainment industries. he said. Again, that could be another story, but not one we can read on the air. The bar employs 20 men who have been given protective gear and physical training to prepare them for the job. Clients can ask the men to dress as the character they wish to attack. People who passed by the bar were kind of divided on the idea. Uh, pressure in today's society comes from just about anywhere, from family or from work, from your boss you, from your girlfriend. We get no place to vent anger, said salesman Chen Liang. The idea of beating someone decorated as your boss seems attractive. But another man, Lu Yan Yan said that violence was not the answer if people feel really angry they should just adjust their lifestyles or seek psychological treatment he told the newspaper but mr Wu can meet that need too for the most stressed out cases counseling is available from psychology students recruited from local universities all that and a pretty good uh, pretty good meal i'm sure too so it's a bar where you can go and just beat on people and let your anger
3: out I don't know if I would want to work there. I don't know if I would either. I, bruise, I don't know if I'd uh,
1: want to go there. I booze like a peach. That's true. You do, and mm. you're just as fuzzy. That's true. <laughs> uh, mm. yeah. w- would you want to go there, though? Really, seriously? Like, there's a lot of uh, a lot of pressure put on you if you're going to go to a bar where you're expected to get into a fight. I mean, I like to act tough, but if there's a fight, I'm going to run.
0: You oh. remember where I used to work?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Imagine if you like went into this bar and. You know, you said to the waiter, hey, buddy, and you started messing around with them, and pushing them around, and you know, then it comes time. Then it's go time. Then you actually have to deliver. So, There used to be a, a restaurant like that, similar, uh, where they used to insult you. And, and, uh, they used in to, Boston, yeah. Yeah, they've had, they, they were like a chain, and it was uh, pretty interesting. I always wanted to work there so that I could be the one dishing out all that stuff, but then I found out you can just work in a regular restaurant and do that, so which I do.
0: <laughs>
1: Mad Costa you have a story for us about I guess one of your distant relatives maybe
3: possibly okay uh, this is from CBC News in Canada people on the northern Manitoba reserve are avoiding a, a lake after three sled dogs were gutted amid, amid reports of a strange creature on the loose Chief Joe Danowitz of the Northland, Northland First National in Lowbrook and Lobrochette said Thursday that he had never seen an animal killed in, this, in a manner that befell the dogs. The dogs were found gutted on an island in nearby Reindeer Lake on Sunday morning, and another four dogs have gone missing. Manitoba con- conservation, uh, conservation officials have been looking into the matter and have taken the bodies of the dead dogs for analysis. Danowitz said some people claim to have spotted a mysterious creature on the lake and didn't give a description. There were signs that people have seen something out on the lake, but they didn't know what what type of animal it could be, Danowitz said. People believe the mysterious creature killed the dogs, and they're afraid now. People are afraid to go out on the lake, like for fishing, and and to use the beach around the lake. So who knows what that could be?
1: Doesn't uh, Doesn't sound too pleasant. Maybe a chupacabra, maybe Chupi the chupacabra, Chupi, my favorite for our for our friend our friend Penny Dreadful. Uh Penny Dreadful's uh, radio show that she does. Uh, Chupi the chupacabra is uh, one of the weather reporters for that show.
3: Oh, cool. Yeah, very
1: very interesting. So we keep meaning to go down to the studio and try to capture it, but we don't we don't Sound, have a.
3: Sounds like the Taco Bell dog.
1: Drop the drop the Chupi. I think you just gave a plug for Taco Bell. I think you're not supposed to do that. Who cares?
3: Well, <laughs> They're keeping us if, off the air for two weeks. Li- if they're listening, I do enjoy Gordita once in a while.
1: <laughs> yes, so bring some by the studio so. and we'll be happy to. Okay, Matt Moniz, we talked about it prior to the break. Tell us how we can become television's next big sci fi host. Well, not television, but go ahead.
0: All right, this comes to us from the Associated Press. William Shatner, aka Captain James T. Kirk of the Star Trek series, and that's Admiral
1: movies. to you, buddy. Sorry, hey, I'm <laughs> not
0: the one that typed it. <laughs> Star Trek, the TV series and movies, is looking for a spokesman for his new science fiction DVD club. He's launched an online contest and wants the voting public to select ten finalists. Celebrity judges will be, will be will select seven additional finalists. Shatner will pick the winner, who will be named spokesperson for the William Shatner Science Fiction DVD Club. The winner will also receive a large cash award, according to the contest announcements. Entrants must create a short video clip that shows why they would be the person that would uh, would, sorry.
1: You, You basically have to prove to William Shatner that you can do the job. Right.
0: All right. The deadline for entries is September 30th. Expiring actors, young filmmakers, and budding film critics are encouraged to enter. This is an opportunity for new faces and new voices in the science fiction world to be seen and heard, Shatner said in a statement Thursday. Plus, this is a chance for passionate fans to be the first to be discovered. And possibly be the next Adam Night Shyamalan or Brandon Ralph, and help propel them into stardom. The 75-year-old actor said, "To enter, to go to TV or www.shatnerdvdclub.com, and don't forget next Sunday, August 20th." is the premiere of the William Shatner Roast on Comedy Central.
1: So, uh, you know, I was thinking about this, and, and one of the other stories I read about it asked why William Shatner would want a spokesperson for his own DVD club, why he wouldn't be the spokesperson himself. Because he, of course, is the spokesman for a website. For a website that uh, offers discount travel and plans, so they might have a clause in his contract that prevents him from being able to be the spokesman for his own DVD club. So that could be why he is. <laughs>
0: uh. Uh, Matt strikes
1: again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or or uh, maybe it's too much.
1: Yeah, I don't think we can. Uh, I don't think. Can we say that on the air? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, the silent assassin and his <laughs> infinite wisdom just broke down. Shatner DVD Club. <laughs> it says, when you break it down syllabically, it says Nerd VD. So, and uh, of course, everybody knows that the Shat is the nickname for William Shatner. There's In the back of this month's TV guide is a giant promotional poster for the Comedy Central Roast, and uh, it says right on it, The Shat has hit the fan. So, William Shatner is looking for you. I, I think I might submit something. I don't know. i I'm, not too bad at this hosting gig. I think the three of us could put something interesting and, together. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that we're uh, science fiction when it comes to putting us on camera, too. So there you have it The Week and Weird. If you have a Week and Weird story you'd like to submit to us, go to our website, spookysoftcoast.com, click on the message board, go to the Week and Weird room. And you can submit your story that way, and if we read your story, we'll give you full credit. All right, we're going to be right back in a few moments with a little bit more from Rick Hayes, and then we'll talk to Gary Gomes about what you can find at Crystal Expectations. Stay tuned here on Spooky South Coast. that doesn't do that spooky south coast welcome back tim weisberg here matt casa manning the boards science advisor matt moniz manning the other side of the desk make sure make sure nobody barges into the studio now hey i just noticed your face on my wife's underwear what's up with that going to go And our our special guest host for this evening, Gary Gomes of Crystal Expectations. We'll talk a little bit more about the store in a few minutes, but right now we want to get back into the discussion with Rick Hayes, the paranormal communications consultant, lifesgift.com. Make sure you check it out. And now, Rick, we talked a lot about the positive uh, spirits that can come through. Do you ever have anything evil, anything negative come through and try to communicate with you?
5: Well, first of all, I want to share, Tim, I thought I had a weird week until I, <laughs> until I listened to that segment. <laughs> uh, actually, in regards to your question about evil spirits, I, my thoughts of this, I, I really feel that evil was, is created on Earth and evil remains on Earth. It is not a part of when we move on. So, no, I, I actually have not experienced uh, what, what uh, others would define as being evil spirits. Now, a lot of times... Things that happen, which we talked about earlier about physical validations. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when when we receive those physical validations like that, we we tend to look at it as being evil. You know, things are happening in this home, so apparently there's evil spirits going on. But again, I, I, if if you just do some research, you'll find a lot that the evil, a lot of the evil, is remains here on Earth. And why would it be a part of when we move on? It is it is a part of this Earth. So, but you
1: don't think if there is that greater good, that there has to be a contrasting evil to balance it out?
5: Well, I, I will, I, I will. Now, I do believe that we, we that there is uh, there is an evil, evil one. And many we would call the devil or Satan. Mm-hmm. And actually, I mean, uh, you know, based on my Christian beliefs and doing a lot of research myself, I mean, based on that, you know, he was actually cast out of heaven and, and, and is actually, uh, doing things on the earth to try to keep us from understanding that there is a life after. But you got you got to watch you know you got to watch for things like that. But that is all part of Earth. I real everyone that has shared that has shared messages with me comes through for me, you know shares with me to understand that life after is so amazing, so full of happiness, full so full of joy. There's no pain, and and there's very and that, seldom any evil spirits.
1: Even the most uh, heinous person on in the earthly shell uh, is enveloped and overcome by that by that light night well
5: goodness. again uh, I, I, again we go back to I really feel like you have choices here on earth you have a choice to to move, move on and live in an everlasting with those loved ones that you love or you have uh, the other choice and especially if you do not make your choices right throughout your life plan that is where I feel like we you just you're, you just cease to be you do not have that opportunity. I usually ask everyone, you know, if you had a choice between living with your loved ones forever or just not being, which choice would you take? And mm-hmm. and everyone says, well, I would take the first choice. Well, wouldn't the other choice be like a hell?
1: Well, let's see. No, I, I don't know. I my personally have not always bought into the, whether or not there is a heaven and a hell, I've never bought into the theory of because there's a good, there has to be a bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there could just be different levels of, what you accept uh, when you move on, I mean, you're you're talking about almost like it's an automatic. Uh, once you move on, you know, you become part of this, and you know, maybe there are some who don't jump right in with both feet to that. Maybe exactly. there are some who are trying to stick around.
5: Exactly. In fact, there's been a lot of a lot of times that I've shared. Well, for one one example, I was in a consultation, and the lady shared with me. She said, "Well, he sure wasn't a good guy when he was here," and But at the same time, we begin to share. I shared thoughts with her that you got to understand. When we move on, I also feel like it's kind of like if you haven't learned your life's lessons here and you really haven't understood what life is truly about, that when you move on, a lot of times you get to feeling like they went through a school, you know, to learn again and to and to understand what life is. And it makes a lot of sense. You know, you cannot guide others if you not do not know yourself.
1: You know, there's a, a film from I think about 1980, an Albert Brooks comedy called "Defending Your Life," where uh, he's passed on, and now it's uh, basically it's a courtroom trial before yeah. the Almighty that he has to defend what it is that he did. And maybe there is a, as you said, maybe there is a process of that where, not so much that you have to defend what it is that you did, but you have to review it and understand it and have a better concept of it. Exactly. Uh, because if you are going to move on and you are going to guide others, um, you do have to be. In a certain, I mean, even on Earth, you have to be in a certain place. You have to be in a certain heightened sense of yourself to be able to lead others.
5: Right, and and it, and you know a lot. And again, I, I I have a statement I share in seminars, and, and I, I actually wrote it in actually and put it into my first book. And there's a famous saying called stated. It states that the only fear you have is fear itself. Mm-hmm. And I kind of expanded on that, and it and I stated stated in the book. The only fear you have is fear itself, but to, to understand will eliminate the fear. And, and a lot of times whenever I investigate, again, investigate homes, for example, that they feel that there are evil spirits in that particular home. We begin to understand the messages, and we begin to understand why they're, they're, they're doing these things, and we begin to understand it's not so much evil, they're trying to get your attention.
2: Yeah, Rick. There, sure. there, there is one school, school of thought that that, that tends to believe that e- that evil is based on ignorance, and that's not very different from what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. You, know, you know, because we, because we, we lose sight of the fact that we're spirit. We lose sight of the fact that we're, uh, that we're God's children.
5: That's that's a very, very great point. That's a great point. I, 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 I agree with you totally.
1: And now you've uh, been able to use these abilities to help others. Uh, get in touch with their loved ones or help the loved ones get in touch with those who remain on Earth. But do you think that maybe that leaves a little bit of your ability behind? Do you think maybe when you do that and you open that window for them, it helps them heighten their own perceptions, their own ability to maybe see beyond the veil?
5: A very good good question, Tim. Uh, We have so many daily. We receive email correspondence daily from those that I've had consultations with that have came back and it's now have shared with us how they begin to feel, and they begin to li- what I call listen again, and they're, they're becoming more and more, what you stated, heightened their sentence, sense, since 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 our consultation, and and it's it's only because of of a consultation and doing the validations that again it has removed the blockage of their perceptive abilities and begin to learn again.
1: Now let's talk a little bit about how people can get these. Um, these sessions with you. Uh, now you are in the Midwest, right?
5: Right. I, I well, yeah, most of the time.
1: <laughs> but do you, but do you travel for these sessions if need be? Or
5: I try I travel uh, extensively if if need be. We also uh, we also have what I call tele sessions, mm-hmm. and these are, these are via telephone because we understand a lot of individuals. You know, we we well, I've got you know. There's two tomorrow. From one's on the West Coast and one's totally on the East Coast, but they're both tele sessions. So. It gives, also gives me the opportunity to share with, uh, with them, you know, via telephone. So we have that opportunity also.
1: And, and when you do these tele-sessions, uh, is it the similar type of situation where something is coming through on your end, or do you hear it like other voices coming through from the other side of the telephone? Or?
5: It's, it's really amazing, Tim. I, you know, I, I was really, when we began Life's Gift, is like, well, how, you know, I had no idea that how the telephone would work. And it's the same thing with I receive, uh, photos from missing loved ones or, you know, things like that. But like, for example, on a telephone, it, it's a lot like I'm a secretary or a receptionist and I, I just relay the thoughts that I'm being shared. And then a lot of times what they'll do on the telephone is they will, you know, validate, you know, that person's room that they're in and they'll, I'll share with them to let them know that they're actually with them. And I, and I usually define it as having a three-way calling. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, well, that's, I mean, that's essentially what it is. Even if you're, even if you're there, it's like, I just keep picturing it. As much as it's, it's a Hollywood fictionalized account, but I just keep picturing that it must be kind of like that scene from the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze, where he's standing uh, behind Whoopi Goldberg and basically trying to get the message across, and and she's trying to communicate what it is that he's saying. I mean, is that what it's like for you? Is it kind of like being stuck in the middle of this conversation?
5: It 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 definitely is, and that's a very good movie because it it hit. I know it came out many years ago, but it hit home to me, to me so much because personally, because just how it was, how it relayed how life after was, and how they tried to share messages with us, and how we tried to ignore them. And it, it was a very, it was a very, very good movie.
1: But they, they also had spirits in that film that were caught in the in between,
5: right? Uh, caught in like with a the dark shadows taking them down in the floorboard, yeah. things like that. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: uh, and a great, uh, a great performance by I. I his name was in my head and it just dropped out, but it's uh, uh Vince something the the gentleman on the train. Is
2: it Vincent Shafani?
1: That's it. it yes. Yeah. Oh, great, great performance. But well,
5: what I liked about that movie was not so much that the you know the media hype and the way they but but and how it was portrayed, but what the message was coming through. And basically, the message was, first of all, you have loved ones that are guiding, and protecting you. Second of all, you got to understand your life is very important here. And you need to you need to live your life each day as, as an important day and, and understanding.
1: And these are of course uh you know, just some of the general principles of your latest book, Stepping Stones mm-hmm. Thoughts Along Life's Path. And you can get that from your website, lifesgift.com, right? Right. Get it on Amazon too?
5: You can get it at lifesgift.com, also Amazon dot com at a, and uh, a few if you go to your Barnes and Noble or they all, uh, bookstore, they also if they don't have it in stock, they have ability to get to it. And I usually relate to everyone, all your listeners, if they're not in your local bookstore, just have them contact us at Life's Gift, and and we'll we'll get them in your bookstore for you.
1: And uh, and of right. course, they can contact you through your website for sessions and tele sessions as well, too, right?
5: Right. Just go to Life. That's the easiest way. Just go to lifesgift.com and and click on contact, and and they've got it all set up and. We have a tremendous uh, uh, customer service, to, you know, representative. I call them the team, and they do a, they do a great job. They'll get right back with you, and they'll set everything up.
1: All right. Before we let you go, uh, we have a call on the line, and we want to give them the opportunity to talk to you. Okay. Good evening, We're on Spooky South Coast. How you doing?
5: Hi. How you doing?
1: All right. Do you have a question for Rick Hayes?
6: His name is. what? Well, I want to know first his name.
1: Rick. Rick Hayes.
6: H a y e s. Rick Rickase. And where, where are you from, Mr. Rickase? How are you tonight?
5: I'm fine. How are you? What's your first name? My name is Christine. Hi, Christine. It's very nice to meet you. Pleasure is mine. Are you local? Pardon me? Are you local? Are you, or are you
6: online? Are you, are you well, local I'm, from I'm around lo- here? Where are you from?
5: I'm I'm actually, my residence is in the Midwest. Where? But I'm actually, I feel like I'm local throughout the country because I'm, I'm throughout the country a lot. So
6: You make a lot of interesting points. Thank you. Like, I think it's faith is like... Faith. I believe in the eternal validity of our soul. It's like you either know it or you don't. Sometimes you think you've got a merry old soul, or it's been around. It's like, but I do believe in the eternal validity of my soul because I do know. I know God, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. I know God. And uh, people don't pay attention to the, everything that's around them because they're too wrapped up just what's going on inside them. Um, are you a channel? Are you like Sylvia Brown. Are you a psychic? Are you a charlatan? Are <laughs> well, you, you know, it's
5: funny if if you look at the top, my title. I, uh, whenever I became public, I didn't know whether to. What, I didn't really want to call myself a psychic. Like I didn't want to call myself a medium, although the media has entitled me that. But I came up with a tremendous, t- with a very unique title. I'm a paranormal communications consultant.
6: But without the title, it's like I, you know, would I be able to pick up on it? if I if if I were if if you and I. Mm-hmm. We're just sitting there, and you will, you will. um I guess just flipping around the territories, you know, talking to someone in another territory. I suppose.
5: Well, Christine, would I
6: be able to pick up on that? Your I name's mean, I, Christ- I have seen air all my life. <laughs>
5: your name's Christine. Yes, it is. Uh, do you have a Do you have a grandmother that moved on? Do I have a grandmother? Yes. No, I don't. Okay.
6: I oh, I have one. Yeah, one that's alive.
5: Okay. Where's your, uh, this? Is on your mom's side. Right. Okay, uh it must be your great-grandmother, then, but she's one to acknowledge roses to you, and I don't know what the roses are.
6: That's her name. Her name is Rose.
5: Okay, all right. That's how it works. I'm
6: really impressed. <laughs> Vic Reques, huh?
5: Yes, ma'am. And, uh, again, just go to LifeGift and uh contact me and just say hello.
6: Go. How should I contact you?
5: Uh, go to LifeGift.com.
6: No, my friend. I will write you a letter. I need an address.
5: Well,
1: I'll, I'll provide that to you. If you want to... uh what I'll do is I'll, uh, I'll leave the information here at the studio. If you want to swing by, I'll leave it out at the front desk and, and you can pick it up. Does that sound good? That sounds good. All right. We'll see if we can get you a copy of the book, too.
6: Wow. Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: All right. Thank you very much. Peace. Right, and with you. Uh, Rick, uh, thank you for, for that. Uh, we, don't, we don't really like to put... Um, guests on the spot and make them you know what i mean like their abilities uh you know for the entertainment of our audience but we appreciate you know you willing to acknowledge that person coming through so well
5: I, I couldn't help it sometimes they tell me i they insist so i just got to listen
1: all right well we thank you and uh we we would definitely like to have you back on uh, in the future especially you have a, a new book coming out uh learning to listen seven keys to understanding do you uh, know when that's going to be released or
5: no it's my fault tim it should have been out already but i'm i'm really behind on a lot of my projects and it's just because of my schedule right now but i'm really excited about it because it's actually it's going to be a, a book cd project to help others to l- learn how to develop their abilities
1: well you know i i was talking with my wife about that and she's like hmm sounds like the perfect book for you to read honey so <laughs> We'll definitely have to have you back on, so uh, we can talk about that. And, It'd
5: be a pleasure to be back. And,
1: and any time you want to get in touch with us, uh, you know, feel free to call in anytime time or, or get a hold of us via email, because uh, we, we, really su- we really support what, what it is that you're doing. We, we like the idea of being able to share these messages from beyond, because each person that you can convince that a loved one does have a message for them is one person you can convince that what we're talking about here isn't baloney every week, so...
5: Absolutely. <laughs> we absolutely. Thank you.
1: All right, Rick, uh, take care and uh, stay in touch. That's Rick Hayes, the author of the new book, Stepping Stone Thoughts Along Life's Path. Uh, you can get his book at his website, lifesgift.com, or you can also get it at amazon.com. We'll, we'll get it down into crystal expectations sure, here. Sure
2: thing. it when I nice talking to talk with you.
1: All right, we're going to take a quick break, and on the other side, we'll talk a little bit more about Crystal Expectations, some of the services offered there. Maybe you have some questions for Gary Gomes. You can give us a call, 508-996-0500, 508 500 and uh, we will talk to you in just a few minutes here on Spooky South Coast.
0: Beaming from the studios of AM 1420 WBSM into the night and beyond. Here's more of Spooky South Coast.
1: So Rick Hayes right on the money, very impressive. I'm just I'm just glad that none of my uh, none of my relatives that have passed on tried to contact me uh, through Rick while he was on the air because um, I owed some of the money. So they're probably not that happy with me. Even the, and we're talking about my family. So in this hereafter, that Rick discusses, no matter how much peace and love there is, they'll still hold a grudge against me. So, and want interest <laughs> exactly. They'll get it. Uh, no, it's very interesting stuff from Rick Hayes. And you know, we, uh, as we said last week, and I, I don't mean to keep going back to this, but we did talk about wanting to create a fair and balanced uh, viewpoint here to not take too much of one side over the other and we'll talk to somebody like Keith Johnson who battles uh, you know, battles demons and and we'll talk to somebody who communicates with spirits in a different manner and we just want to bring about every viewpoint and I think Rick makes a lot of valid points and when you see it in action as he did for Christine, the caller, it just shows you that you know, there is something going on it is something more than we understand and that there's no reason why we couldn't figure it out. Little bits and pieces if we just are willing to listen. So maybe Rick uh, inspired you. Maybe he convinced you that you might be able to have that type of perception. I hope so. And if you do, you know, please don't turn your back on it. One of the places where you can learn how to best take advantage of some of these abilities and, and some of these interests, if you want to learn more about the different, uh, do we call them disciplines? Yes, uh, I think that's a fair term. Uh, you can go to Crystal Expectations on Brock Avenue, and they will be more than happy to talk to you about some of the services they offer and some of these different classes that they teach. Now, do you find that you get a lot of people that wander in and say, "I've heard about this, and I'd like to know more," or do you have people that are coming into you and saying, "You know, I'm into this, and I need the supplies and I need the information"?
2: A little bit, a little bit of both, actually. And I, I just like to feed back to to Rick's presentation just because I. I was very impressed with him as a person. I thought he was a great, he was a, he was a very uplifting person, very, very positive. Uh, and I think that's what, that's how we try to approach it ourselves. Uh, basically, whenever you do this kind of stuff, there's always a little bit of, tem- of the temptation to approach it. Uh, because of what we've been taught, because of the society we've, run, we've grown up in, is a little bit of a focus that, uh, it, as Rick was saying, that we're supposed to fear or... or um, or downplay these things because it doesn 't fit in with the kind of world we, we, we grow up in, mm-hmm. but these aren 't negative things these are very positive things, and like anything else, uh, you know like if you play a guitar or if you like or if you paint or if you do any other any any other kind of discipline you know if you study math let 's say or, or or any field you go into, uh, the more you do it, the better you get at it mm-hmm. uh, so so basically, if a person is interested in developing psychic ability or interested in developing communicating with spirits, the more you practice it, the better you get at it. The better you, the, the more, in tune you get with it. Uh, one of the keys to this kind of development is actually engaging in some kind of regular meditational process. And Rick's, and, and again, I don't want to stereotype Rick. Rick seems to be his his faith, you know. So, so I mean, absolutely. You know, so, so, I mean, so I mean, but there are a variety of ways of doing it. It doesn't have to be Christian-based, although there's nothing wrong with a Christian-based uh, approach. It can be. It can. You can go into a variety of different spiritual traditions, yeah, although, because virtually every spiritual tradition has something like this in its in its path.
1: All you're doing is acknowledging that there's something greater mm-hmm. than you, and yeah, that exactly. you come from something uh, that was there prior to yourself, and that's bigger than that's yourself. Right.
5: That's right. But you
2: also have to be careful once you start doing that. Well, oh, sure. It, it, I, again, I think I think all the all the things you have to look at is on any of these paths you want to develop slowly steadily with good if something let's let's put it this way if something seems doesn't make sense in this realm it's not going to make sense in the next next realm mm-hmm. okay so so essentially the same laws of logic we use down here are going to work there okay okay so if somebody comes up to you and tells you to do something very negative then that's not that's not a good message however if you get told to do something positive or or or, or, or if you're working in, in a field and it's encouraging you to grow to expand to learn more that's that's when that, that's when you know you have a good path if it's telling you to confine yourself or to dislike people or to tune out people that's when you know it's negative and and it's like it's like I was saying to Rick it's based upon uh, evil I, I I'm really strongly convinced that all the evil what we call evil in the world is based on in- ignorance is based upon a certain amount of stupidity or you know or um, or, or negativity you know so so the, the perception that the person next to you doesn't have anything to offer you or the religion next to you doesn't have anything to offer you and so so that's why we try to emphasize things like reiki which is a form of energy healing from the east uh my wife and i are both reiki masters uh I'm a meditation instructor. I'm also a I'm also a Swami of the Temple of Kriya Yoga in Chicago, which is a meditational uh, tradition. I'm actually a priest. I can mm-hmm. I can I, I can do marriages and uh, and baptisms and, and essentially all all kinds of all kinds of spiritual functions, and and also astrology is part of that feng shui. Rick was mentioning uh, getting rid of clutter in your in your environment. That's that's a classical feng shui principle. You know, essentially clutter is is considered considered bad feng shui, and feng shui is essentially the art of setting up your house so it gives you maximum luck and maximum prosperity and maximum happiness. So so and, and my wife's an expert in that. So all those all those types of disciplines are supposed to lead to a better life, not to a more negative life, mm-hmm. not to a more restrictive no, life. No, absolutely. Yeah. You know, so uh,
1: one of the things that I think about when I when I think about some of these different disciplines as we said Mm -hmm. i look at it kind of like diets you know there are some diets that come and go these fad diets Mm -hmm. and and they don't last because they don't work you might get a little bit of instant gratification but overall it doesn't make you better it doesn't solve the problem it doesn't make you a different person but a lot of these disciplines that you're teaching and these things that you're talking about are more like the you know accepted weight loss like you have to you have to watch what you eat. You have to exercise, yep. and if you follow these it 's more time proven and yep. it yep. makes sense the deeper yep. you get into it
2: and you 'll notice a lot of consistency, even though even though the out of format or the out of, the out of uh, uh, for lack of a better word the out of formula may change a little bit from system to system, mm-hmm. like let 's say if you go into paganism there 's a great deal of focus on on nature and the goddess' as a representation of divinity. If you go into Hinduism, I mean, there's like there is there are so many different schools of Hinduism, but if you go into Hinduism or Buddhism, those teach meditational principles, but some teach devotion, okay? Some teach. Or Catholic. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's right. So, they, so, and those are called Bhakti traditions or heart, or heart-driven traditions, but other traditions are actually do take into account what you were talking about with. Uh, with spirits and ghosts, like Shiva is considered the god, the god of ghosts, mm-hmm. basically, god of ghosts, and, and he's he's lord of like all these little entities that, that we would look at as being spirits. Okay, that's clearly acknowledged. There are even links with UFOs in certain in certain Hindu traditions. So, so let's say you look at the old Vaishnav or, or Vishnu worshiping texts, they'll talk about uh, about the these, uh, and they're spacecrafts. Essentially, they're, essentially they essentially they literally are spacecrafts. So all these things that we think are relatively new are relatively old. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and as a matter of fact, they're quite old.
1: And, but the important thing is is they're all promoting a belief and a respect for something other than the self. Exactly. It takes you out of the self-centered nature of today's yep. society yep. and of certain different beliefs, yep. and it teaches you to respect and realize that you're just a small part. Yep, and, and, it's,
2: and, it's, and it's designed to essentially help you Come to grips with, with, with the greater spirit within yourself. I mean, and it's it's again it's going back to what Rick was saying about linking up with something larger than yourself. And, and as you were saying as well, Tim, the fact that we all come from one source and we're all gonna, going to return to one source. But we can also help people while we're here by giving them healing, by giving them guidance. That's what I do as an astrologer. You know, you know, you know essentially looking at a rough patch ahead. In, a, in astrology charts, essentially a manifestation of certain karmas the person has to do in lifetime, or certain actions. I will use, 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 use a Western word: certain actions. And we're all going to encounter these actions. Just the fact that we we're, that we have bodies means we're going to have illnesses. Mm-hmm. Okay, hopefully not a lot, hopefully not painful ones. But the, the body has limitations on it. So so and and eventually we 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 know they wear out. But hopefully those things will will not be quite so bad. You won't get too tied to the two ties to the pain connected with life and you'll get more of the joy out of life. Also also the idea of like finding right purpose or finding good relationships, those are all part of it. Because the happier the happier you are, the happier the environment is, the better the world is overall. Exactly. Okay. And and likewise even when we're talking about spirits, as 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 Rick was saying, Essentially, and my wife and I, I've noticed this as well. You know, if people are going through like really negative times, really bad times, they'll tend to have quote unquote more contacts with evil spirits, okay, or or, or, or difficult spirits. It doesn't mean they're bad, but their their thought patterns may be more negative. Mm-hmm. At the same time, most spirits are not really intending to come here and hurt us, okay. That's that's not that's not their. They just may like a place better than something, you know, than another place. So, so, so I, so I think those, those kinds of things. Those are like, I won't call them like I won't be so pretentious as to call them life lessons, but those are things we should just keep in mind.
1: And of course, you can find out more information. Just you know, the probably the best method is to just stop by the store. Sir, and yep, yep. And,
2: and, and, and we're we're open to talking about virtually anything. I mean, I, I, I mean because it's all part of the, the same stew.
0: You still doing the tea for the customers that come in?
1: Oh
2: yeah,
0: if they would. If 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 yep, sure. Ah. I'll be in this week
1: All right, there you have it So Crystal Expectations, 854 Brock Avenue in New Bedford Mm -hmm. 508-990-7898 And for those of you outside of the South Coast area www.crystalexpectations.net Check it out. You can find out more about the services, the courses they have. And if there's anything that you're looking for and you can't get it, call it up. They'll order Call them up. They'll order it for you. Or if they have it in stock, they'll ship it out to you. Whatever needs to be done to make sure that you get all your metaphysical and paranormal-related needs. So that'll about do it for this week's show. Uh, we want to remind everybody that we are not going to be on the air at WBSM the next two weeks. The uh, Patriots will be playing preseason football on Saturday night. But we will have podcast programs for you. Uh, you can go to our website, SpookySouthCoast.com. You can find out uh, who our guests will be. We're still working on finalizing some things there. And uh, we will have the shows available for you. We'll try to swear a couple of times just because we can.
0: Spooky Unplugged.
1: Exactly. And uh, what we'll do is uh, we'll put it out there. And if, uh, if people have any questions or anything that they do, we'll put the guests out there. And you can email them to us or post them on the message board. And that's how we will express your questions to the guests. So... For the silent assassin Matt Costa For the science advisor Matt Moniz And for special guest host Gary Gomes I'm Tim Weisberg, we want you all to stay spectacular.
0: Rest assured, listener That my time here has not been easy And what you have just heard was not fiction Although, in many a desperate moment I most certainly wish it had been It's over for now it seems. Or at least until yesterday begins again. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow,
5: tomorrow, tomorrow. I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen.